and release your glory in this place, God. Release your glory in this place, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. While the worship was going on, the, the Lord reminded me of the seven mountains of influence. The seven mountains of influence. And the seven blasts of the chauffeur is a signal of victory. Seven blasts signifies victory. So what is God saying to us today? Is that we have victory over the seven mountains of influence. One is government. Another is religion. Another is family. We, we, we have victory. Somebody ought to shout victory today. Come on, you ought to shout it like you mean it. Shout victory. Another one is business. So as the blast goes forth, God says in your entrepreneur endeavors, you have victory. Somebody ought to shout again, I have the victory. In your family, you have the victory. In arts and entertainment, you have victory. In media, you have the seven mountains of influence. You have the victory. I don't know who that's for today, but maybe you've been struggling going through it right now. But the Lord sent me here this morning just to encourage you that you have the victory. Matter of fact, you ought to go ahead and put a smile on your face. A dance in your step. A leap in your legs. And a praise in your mouth. Because you already have the victory. Open up your mouth and give God some praise in this place. Come on, open up your mouth. And give God some glory. Come on, praise Him like it's already done. I got the victory. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. There's a prophetic utterance in the atmosphere. The waters are troubled. The atmosphere is charged. And God is speaking to your heart right now. If you would open up your ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to you this morning, then God will release from heaven what he has for you. As we open up the doors to heaven so we can hear what God has to say. Take me down. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. God, we give you glory. We wait for you to speak to us, God. Have your way in this place. Well, welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Welcome to Elevate Church. Amen. Thank you for being here this morning. You could have chosen any other place to be, but you decided to be here with us. So we thank God for you on this morning. Praise the Lord. Do me a favor. If this is your first, second, or reoccurring time, just for my sake, won't actually do anything like flip over the pews, the chairs, turn cartwheels, or anything like that. 
If you just wave at me right quick, first, second, reoccurring, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You could tell y'all husband and wife, they waved in unison. They were like. It's like the whole time. Praise God. Thank y'all for being here. If you did not receive a blue guest card upon your entry, keep your hand lifted. We want to make sure that we have a record of your attendance. We want to connect with you. We want to be praying with you and for you. And back of the card is a place for comments or even prayer requests. Fill that card out in its entirety. Hand it to one. And if you would just tug on heaven at this moment, I believe that heaven would release a tsunami of God's presence and his glory in your life. I think if you will pull the string cords of heaven, then God will release something in your life. If you would prophetically with your body, with a prophetic motion, would you just pull down as you're pulling a rip cord? Now, if you're bold enough to get all that has to be released, both hands just, I mean, if you're just good with one, just pull one. But if you need more and more, just just pull, pull. I believe heaven is going to release something to you on this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you. God, we bless you. We thank you, God, for a release of your glory in this place. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Let's get to the word of God on this morning. I feel somebody came with an eager expectation to hear from heaven. Hallelujah. Hey, listen. While the world is complaining, kingdom people are conquering. So don't be like the world and complain about your situation. Be as kingdom people and conquer your situation. So while they're complaining, you conquer. Y'all. I ain't catch that this morning yet. Don't be as the world does, as the world turns, as you're young and restless, trying to find some guiding light. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. These are the days of our lives. In the kingdom, while they are wanting to do, we're going to do. So as the world is wanting to see change, we're going to be the change. Where the world wants things to shift, we're going to make it shift. That's the authority that you have in God. It's to shift the atmosphere. It's to change things. God is giving you that authority in his kingdom. That's your assignment. If you didn't know that, for anything else you came for this morning was for me to announce your assignment. And that is for you to conquer and to shift the atmosphere. So where there is chaos, you bring peace. Where there is sickness or disease, you bring healing and wholeness. That is your assignment. Somebody shout, that's my assignment. Where there is lack, you bring forth provision. That's your assignment. Somebody shout, that's my assignment. Where there's unforgiveness, you bring forgiveness. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. I heard somebody in the spirit. Can I get another assignment? <laughs> I heard that in my spirit. Like, I don't want to forgive my baby daddy. Can I get another assignment? Jesus. 
And the boss that fired me, can I get another assignment? Come on. Amen. Let's go to work. Grab your Bibles if you would. I heard this quote from Augustine of Hippo. It says, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it is not the gospel you believe, but yourself. (laughs) Maybe that dropped in your lap and you found yourself there cherry picking in the gospel of what you like and don't like. But if you take away from the gospel, then it's not the gospel at all. If you extract from the gospel the parts that you don't like, then it is not the true essence of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And now trust and believe there are portions of the text of the book that just doesn't feel well. If y'all be honest with me, there's some things in the Bible that you like, oh, God, really? You telling me before I bring a sacrifice, I got to go straight away and get it right with my brethren first. You telling me I got to forgive those who hurt me? God, are you serious? You tell me, God, if they ask for a coat, I got to give them two of them. If they ask for me to walk a mile with them, I got to walk two miles. Are you serious, God? You know, stuff like that. You just want to take out the Bible. Pray for your enemy. Oh, God. Really, God? (laughs) Really, God? You must not know my enemy. And you want me to pray for them? Some stuff you just want to go. But if you remove anything, then it's not the gospel. And it's not what you're believing in. It's who you're believing in. And it's you. I'll leave you alone. I'll stay off your road. John chapter number 10. I'll go to the word. Verse number one is where we'll begin in John, the gospel of John. Chapter number 10, and then in Genesis, chapter number 3. We'll start in Genesis, chapter number 3, and then we'll go over to John. So if you would stand to your feet with me. In honor of the reading of God's word, if you are able to walk in this sanctuary, that means you have strength in your body. So you should be standing to your feet, your footsies. Amen. Hallelujah. Gospel of John, chapter number 10, Genesis, chapter number three is where we'll be. So we set a foundation on this morning. If you have it, say I have it. If you're still looking, say I'm looking. If you're waiting for me to put it on the screen, say thank you, Jesus. Too many of y'all. Amen. Let's make our faith confession on this morning. Repeat these words after me. Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready and my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. Make it personal. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich. 
Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Prophesy over your neighbor. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. That's the wrong neighbor. Pick another one. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Bless this house. Point to the four walls. Say, wealth and riches shall be in this house. Oh, don't leave me out. Point to me and say, wealth and riches shall be in apostles' house. Point to yourself say, wealth and riches shall be in this house. Now shout, I'm blessed to be a blessing. My house is blessed. My children are blessed. My marriage is blessed. My church is blessed. Shout, I'm blessed. Now say amen. Get excited. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's go to the word. We're going to work this morning. I hope you got your work clothes and your work boots and your hard hat. We're going to till some ground today. Genesis chapter number three, verse number 11, the word of the Lord declares. And he said, speaking of God, who told you you were naked? Who have you been talking to? Who unclothed you? Who told you that you were naked? Who have you been listening to? Who have you opened your ear gates to? Who have you given right to speak into your life that shouldn't have been speaking in your life? Who is your confidant that confides in you things that God never intended for you to confide into? You got to be careful who you allow to speak into your spirit. You got to be careful who you allow permission to come into the space of which God only should inhabit. Did you not know that you are the gatekeeper, the guarding of your ear gates? And if you lose or leave your post, then the gate is open and the dogs will be let out. See, y'all did better than the first service. They left me hanging. But if you leave the gate open, then it makes room for the enemy to come in. If you leave the gate open, then the enemy can come now and sit in vacant spaces of which God is supposed to occupy. And you're wondering why you're crazy on Xanax and you can't sleep at night and you're taking all kind of sleep aids because you have all these crazy thoughts in your head is because you left the gate open. Somebody told you were naked when you were fully clothed in robes of righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You may not see my robes when I'm fully clothed. Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Who told you? Ask your neighbor, who are you talking to? Tell your neighbor, leave me alone. What you, can, what, what you hear can impact what you do and watch this, who you become. What you hear can impact what you do and who you become. Evaluate the messenger. Evaluate the messenger. They may come in friends' clothing but with tongues of wolves. Evaluate the messenger. 
They may look friendly, but you may catch friendly fire. Evaluate the messenger. I don't know who that's for this morning, but I, I felt like you've been on the phone with somebody and they've been all up in your ear, all up in here, up in here. Um, who are you listening to is the question. Who are you listening to? John chapter number 10 gives us an account of Jesus and what he is speaking to the body of Christ. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some of the way, I know you're standing, but stand strong in the word. I'll have you seated in a second. They come in any other way is a thief and a robber. Ask your neighbor, which way did you come in? (laughs) Ask your other neighbor, which way did you come in? Now, listen, if they gave you any other answer besides the sheep gate, you have permission now to move. Ready? Move. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Now, that's husband and future husband. (laughs) Y'all in trouble. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. Underline that in your Bible. The sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all out, all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because watch, they know his voice. Know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. They will run because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. Watch, hear this. And I know I told y'all I'll have you seated, but y'all look so lovely standing. Come on, strike a pose while you're there. No? Okay. Amen. Mike, what you doing, man? Like your back broke. I got a bad hip. I stand over like that. What's that, Mike? Uh, so watch this. The enemy comes in by a word. Comes in by a word. How does the enemy speak to you? By word. So when you get a word that's not from God, you know what you should do? Run. From a stranger that should run. So you get a a word from any other source than God, take flight. I don't care who they are. It could be your mama and she ain't speaking right from God. Where are you going? I'm going, mama. See you. Uh (laughs) Holla. Stranger's voice. They recognize Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. They didn't understand because they weren't his. Therefore, Jesus said again, very, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers. Ask your neighbor, which are you? But the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find Pastor, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it. 
fullest. Let us pray, Father, now we thank you for the frequency of heaven dialing in into our hearts and our spirits that we have a clear channel to hear from you, God. It's in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that you strengthen every weary stander now, God, that you restore strength in their legs for they have been standing for a time. And God, that you will bring about a vitality in them that they won't go to sleep on the word. It's in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. See, I was helping y'all. Y'all may be seated. I pray for y'all. Amen. Y'all ain't say thank you. I'm praying for y'all. Some of y'all, whoo, Jesus. Lord, I ain't going back to that church. They make you stand all day long. Praise God. Amen. So let's go to work as we dive in. We've been in a sermon series entitled Frequency. And this morning or this afternoon, I want to talk to you real briefly about having a clear channel that you're tuned in to be transformed. Tuned in to be transformed. I'll say that again. Tuned in to be transformed. You know, it's possible for you to be listening, but listening to the wrong thing. It's possible for you to even to be in church and you're dialed in, but you're not dialed into the right frequency. And you'll hear something, but it's not from heaven. And you'll be like, I heard God. You didn't hear nothing. <laughs> He's on the wrong channel. You know, there's so many people that does that. They, they say, oh, I hear from God. And, and they move out on what they heard. But what they heard wasn't what they heard from the herdsmen. Can I tell you something? Don't follow the herd. Follow what you heard from God. Uh, so so they'd be like, you know, God is saying for me to do X, Y, Z. But you was listening on the wrong channel. So we got to stay tuned in so that we can be transformed. Somebody shout transforming. In the Gospel of John, chapter number 10, we'll stay there for a second. It says, then came the festival of dedication, speaking of the dedication of the temple, Solomon's temple that he had built unto the Lord as his dwelling place. The one of which David could not build because he had too much blood on his hand, but God permitted Solomon to build. It is that dedication that they will honor year in and year out in that festival. And it says when it came to the festival of dedication at Jerusalem, it was winter and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. And the Jews who were there gathered around him saying, how long? Somebody shout how long? How long will you keep us in suspense? How long would you keep us wondering who you are? You know, uh, there are Orthodox Jews that are waiting for the coming of Christ, of which he has already come. But they're waiting for the first advent, but the church is moved on to the second advent. The, the Christian church believes that Christ came and now we're waiting for the second coming. The Orthodox Jews don't believe that Christ ever came yet. So they're still waiting for the coming of the Messiah. Even in that day, they were waiting for Jesus and he was standing right before them. And they didn't even realize it. Oh, just like some church folk, don't judge them. You're wondering where Jesus is at and he, he'd be right there before you. You'd be like, where you at, Lord? I don't feel you moving. Where my goosebumps at? The hair is not standing on the back of my head. The Lord is not here. 
There's no Holy Ghost moving here. And God will be moving and you won't even know it. Just because you can't see his hand nor trace his hand doesn't mean that his hand is not moving on your behalf. Now, sometimes God will be doing some stuff in the back scenes and you won't even know it. Amen. And it's okay for you to say amen to some of this stuff. It's all right. You won't bother me. Amen. If you shout, it'll be okay. You may trouble your neighbor, but you won't trouble me. You can get up and lift your hand. It'll be okay as long as you don't throw no tomatoes. Then it's a fight. Amen. And they say, well, how long will you keep us in spence? If you're the Messiah, then we need to know plainly. Stop all this parables and storytelling and all of this stuff. We want to know, are you the one? Tell us if you're the Messiah. Jesus has said, I, I did tell you, but you did not believe the works I do in my father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are a watch, not my sheep. You don't even recognize who I am because you're none of mine. Again, don't judge them because there's a lot of church folk who are in church, but they don't know the God of the church. Seen miracle signs and wonders, but don't believe the one who granted the miracle signs. They attest to science. I'm sorry. I'll keep moving. My sheep, listen to my voice. Somebody shout, listen. I taught you before. If you're new here today, you're going to hear it now. If you've been here before, you may have heard me say there's a difference between listening and hearing. There's a difference between listening and hearing. Sometimes we lump the two together and we think we're hearing and we're listening. You do not hear and listen. Right. You hear with your ears. Right now, you're hearing the sound of my voice with your ears. But you listen with your body. You listen with your obedience. So it's not enough to hear the word, but you have to obey the word. That's when you're listening. I gave the example is that parents, you know, your kids, you tell your kids to do some assignment or some task that they really don't want to do, like take out the trash. And they'll be sitting there playing their video games and you say, take out the trash. And. 15, 20 minutes later, they're still sitting there playing their game and the trash is still sitting there and you're frustrated because you know you told them to take out the trash, but they hadn't moved. And you say, didn't I tell you to take out the trash? I heard you. That's what they'll say. I heard you. I didn't want you to hear me. I want you to listen. Because if you were to listen, you would have went from a hearing state to a listening state Put the controller down and listen with your body and go take the trash out. Oh, it's the same with God. God says, I'm speaking my word to you. You hear my word, but don't just be a hearer of the word. I need you to listen. Tell your neighbor, listen, Linda. Tell your neighbor, that's not my name. But it's still required of you to listen. My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow. Hear this. It's going to be tough right now. But those who listen to his voice, he knows. So parenthetically, in the text, I want to insert, not add to the word, but I want to bring enlightenment to your understanding. Those who don't listen, he don't know. Those who hear my word, listen to my word. Those who obey my word, those are the ones I know. 
But it's those who are disobedient that don't listen with their body and do as I instructed them to do. If you love me, keep my commandments. So when you listen and you respond in obedience to God's word, God says, I know you. That's mine right there. When you don't obey his word, God says, who are you? Y'all quiet. Helping y'all out. The word is as powerful as you believe in it. The word has no power unless you believe in it. The word by itself is just word. It is your belief in the word that gives it power. It's the same book. It's paper and all of that. Amen. Precious, precious. I knew I need a shout in the house. She wouldn't shout, so she's shouting for y'all. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, Nana. Yeah, yeah. She said, oh, no. Praise God. Over here, then. I know where I'm not wanted. Praise God. Amen. She's sleepy. She want peppermint. You know them good church folks having peppermints in their pocket. Yeah, you got peppermint? Give a peppermint. Nah, you know, good church folk have peppermints in their pot for 20 years. Paper be stuck. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm crazy. I'm staying. Amen. Check the expiration date on that peppermint. First time is this is how we do all the time. I mean, we, we family. Matter of fact, elevate. Okay. All right. Just so you know. Uh, the word is as powerful as you believe in it. These words are just words in the text. But when you mix it with faith, that's when it comes alive. That's when it's active. Other than that, it's a book. But when you mix these words with your faith, it is the ingredients that activate these words that make manifestation in your life. Y'all quiet. Okay, okay, so we got to tune in. So uh, we're going to get a clear channel so we can tune in to be transformed on this morning. In the synoptic gospels, uh, the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, the synoptic gospels, uh, these are the gospels that are written. And in the synoptic gospels, it gives an account of the life of Jesus, the miracles, the signs and wonders and all that he do. Now, the synoptic gospels are written from different perspectives. That is which why people try to argue the word of God and say that there is error in the word because it's written from different perspectives. One gospel says it one way and another gospel says it another. So people are like, oh, well, that, that word ain't true. That, that, see, that is an error. There is no error in God's word. What it is, is different perspectives. It is like now we're standing in the sanctuary. The people on my right side, their left, they see my right shoulder. But you see my left shoulder. I'm the same person. Right. But you're just looking from a different angle and perspective. You see it differently. They see my right shoulder. They see the kingdom brooch on my left shoulder. Y'all don't see that, but they do. Yeah. But I'm the same person. Am I different? You're the same person. <laughs> I wanted to give them my better side, but I realized they both were good, so I'm giving it up. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, Jesus. Help me, Lord. So watch, and it's not the Gospels as we go through the text. We're going to go real quickly now. Uh, it says in Luke chapter number 8, it's one of the synoptic Gospels. It gives the account. It says about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him, and they went up into a mountain to pray. This is one of Jesus' homework moves. He's always praying. 
Oh, if we could get a praying church back in the house. If we can always find ourselves praying. This was the power that Jesus had. Every time he went and did a sign and wonder, he went to the Father and prayed. Every time a miracle happened, Jesus ducked off and went and prayed. Oh, God, it takes a, a whole lot for you just to pray. What is it going to take for you to pray? Sick child? Eviction? Repo? Cancer? What is it going to take for you to pray? Why can't you just, ask your neighbor, why can't you just pray? You know, God want to talk to you outside of your, your problems. <laughs> Can I say that to you again? God just want to talk to you outside of your calamities, your issues, your trials, and your struggles. He's a daddy that just want to communicate with you. If I could go on and be on you, God is just sitting there saying, come and talk to me. He's just looking for you to communicate with him, but you're bypassing God, and you're looking at all other kind of sources for advice. When God says, I'm sitting right here. Y'all miss that. Come and talk to me. Really want About eight days, he took him up in the mountain. He went to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed. His clothes became bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, watch, Moses and Elijah, watch, two dead men. Shows up. Every miracle Jesus performed, it was in the direction or the centralistic, as I can say that way, the, the centralization of others and not himself. It was focused on what they needed. <laughs> the blind man, he spit in mud and put it on his eyes. The miracle that was performed happened for him. Yeah. The lame man, take up your mat and walk. The miracle that was performed happened for him. But watch, this is the one moment we see in the gospel, in the text. Jesus himself becomes a miracle. Everything else he did for everybody else, but this moment right here is a moment that Jesus himself becomes a miracle. He is transfigured right before their very eyes. He is transformed. Transformers. Uh, In this moment, he is the miracle. Transform right before him. And not only that, but watch Elijah and Moses shows up. This is the one place that we see in the text as other times we see that heaven kisses earth. Miracle manifests, resurrects two dead people, and the body of Christ is transformed. Miracle. And while this happens, the glorious splendor, and they're talking with Jesus. And they spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Watch. Moses shows up, the lawgiver. Elijah shows up, the prophet. What is is the text telling us? That Jesus is showing us that the law is is to be fulfilled and what the prophet said is now being revealed. He's coming to fulfill the law. But he's also coming to reveal who he is of what the prophet said he is. In this very moment, we see a glimpse of God's glory on earth. But we got to be tuned in. Watch. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, oh, we got this culture now, they woke. (laughs) 
They got this cause they so woke, you know? Oh, I'm woke, I'm woke. What you mean you woke? You know, I don't believe that stuff. I believe this. I'm woke. You know, they've been peddling you the white man's religion. I'm woke. Y'all know y'all heard that. You ain't heard that? You heard it now. But they were fully awake. But watch what happens. They saw his glory and the two men standing with him at the time. And as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Tell your neighbor it's good for us to be here. Tell your neighbor it's so good for you to be here. Go ahead and prophesy to him. I'll meet you here again next week. Amen. He said, it is good for us to be here. Let me put up three shelters or monuments, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Watch this. He did not know what he was saying. Some of y'all just need to be quiet. Your neighbor, Shh. I just need to be quiet. You talk too much. You never shut up. He didn't know what he was saying. Can I tell you something? Don't let your mouth talk you out of what God is doing. Oh, you can mess up a God moment. God, I felt you on that one. You can mess up a God moment because you don't open your mouth and say something out of turn. It wasn't even for Peter to say nothing. It wasn't for Peter to do nothing. He was just there to bask in the glory of God, but he's going to mess up a God moment and open up his mouth. Tell your neighbor, be quiet. He's going to mess the whole thing up. Can you imagine two dead people from 400, 600 years before show up and you just like, oh, God. Peter's going to open up his mouth to mess up a God moment. And God is doing something mighty in this moment. He want to put his mouth on it. Can I tell you something? Be careful who you have around in the glory moments. They can mess up your moment. Peter's about to mess things up. Let's build monuments for this moment. Can I say something? I just felt my spirit. Don't build monuments. Build a movement. Oh, I felt that. He wants to build a monument. He wants to stay there. He wants to build a structure, an establishment, just to sit there and memorialize the moment where he should have been moving with God. He's sitting there, there stagnant in a place, grounded. And God says, I don't want you to stay here. I want you to move to where I'm calling you to. And you can't go where I want you to go if you're camped around monuments. If you camped around monuments, be careful who you let in your ear. Be careful when you allow people to speak in a God moment. You can put your mouth on the thing and miss out on what God is doing. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them. And watch, they were afraid. As they entered in. Y'all don't have your spiritual goggles on this morning. Mm. 
this afternoon. They were afraid, but yet they still entered. Can I tell you something else? That when the glory cloud shows up, you have an assignment to enter. It's not enough for God to enter into the tabernacle. You've got to enter in with God. Uh, it's not enough for God to show up, but you have to show up and enter into the presence of God. And they were afraid, but yet they went into the cloud, even though they were afraid. And a voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son whom I have chosen. Here it is. The weight of our whole message. Listen to him. Ask your neighbor, who are you listening to? The weight of the moment rests upon this one passage. This is my son. I've chosen him, but listen to him. I need you to listen. When the voice had spoken, they found Jesus was alone, and the disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at the time what they had seen. Transfiguration is complete change of appearance. It's not commonly used in our vocabulary, but it's a complete change of appearance. Jesus changed right before their eyes. Like lightning. Transfiguration. Watch this. Transfiguration is miraculous. It was a miraculous moment that they were experiencing in that moment. Watch, it's in this moment God reveals to earth his divinity in flesh. It's at this moment Jesus Christ, watch, not just a mere prophet, not some goody two-shoes, not some good man, not, not, not just somebody who God just smiled upon and favored on. No, he was God in flesh. See, this is what differentiates Jesus from any other prophet. Right now, God is showing us who Jesus is in a moment, in a flash of a moment. Boom. Miraculous transfiguration. Changes right before the eyes. Now, tell me what prophet can do that. Can Elijah Muhammad transfigure? Can Buddha, y'all, y'all not going to walk heavy with me through this, are you? Y'all going to leave me on the beach by myself, huh? Kicking sand. What other prophet can transfigure and cause heaven to come down to earth to resurrect two dead people to have a conversation? Nobody but God. So the transfiguration is miraculous. Listen, but you cannot be transformed if you keep transferring. I'm coming down your road now. I'm coming after you. See, there's a lot of people who want transformation, but they don't stay long enough to get transformed. They keep transferring from this house to that house, get offended by the easiest, slightest things. And, you know, oh, they don't smile over there. Ain't no holy. And they keep transferring from pillow to post. And they're saying, God, transform me. But they keep transferring. Any plot that, uh, plant that is not potted will eventually die. And if you keep transferring that plant from pot to pot, the plant still will die. 
Because it don't stay long enough to stay rooted in Saul to get the nutrients necessary to survive. I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. And, and just as you are, as believers, you won't stay long enough to, for God to transform you. You keep going from pillar to post, from church to church, church hopping. And God says, I want to do something in your life, but you won't stay long enough for me to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, daughter. Transfiguration is where earth and heaven meet. It is that point in that place when you are transformed that God, watch this, brings death into your life so that you can live. <sighs> I'm a little over, but I'm going to give this to you. In order for heaven to touch earth, it requires death. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And in order for you to go to heaven, you got to die. Well, you can experience heaven on earth, but watch, it requires death. Not a physical death. I'm not Jim Jones. I'm not talking about a mass suicide. Don't walk out here drinking the Kool-Aid. Talking about a pastor say we got to die. I'm not saying that. There's got to be a spiritual death. You got to lay your life down. You got to sacrifice your life. You got to die to your flesh. And the moment you die to your flesh, watch, heaven can now kiss earth. You can see the reign of God's glory in your life. Why? Because you died. Die to yourself. Die to addiction. Die to alcoholism. Die to, uh, 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 what I want to say, fornication. Die to adultery. Die to all of this stuff. The moment you die, heaven can now come. And now you can live. That's when heaven kisses earth. That's in the transfiguration. I'm almost done. Matthew chapter number 5, verse number 17, it says, Think not. I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come to destroy or I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And I didn't come to kill the prophets. I came to manifest what the prophets said. I came to show you what they said was true about me. And I came to fulfill what you could not fulfill in your flesh. And that's the law. Watch this. The last thing. Is transfiguration is instructive. Instructive. The moment that you are transformed, God now begins to give you instruction. Can I tell you something else? You will never get nothing from God unless you heed the instructions from God. Can I tell you something else? Every miracle that you would hope to have in your life manifests is always preceded by an instruction. I'll say it again. It's always proceeded by an instruction. You want provision? Widow woman, go and take what little you have into the house. Borrow as many vessels as possible. Go into the house and pour what little you have into the many vessels. Instruction. You want healing in your body? Take up your mat and walk. Instruction. Everything he's going to do in your life will be preceded by an instruction. Your salvation came by instruction. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Instruction. You can't even obtain salvation unless you obey the instructions of God. Everything God's going to do in your life comes from an instruction. But you know what we do? We allow the thief to come in another way and to permeate thoughts in our mind. And we're wondering why we can't sleep. We're wondering why we can't make it through the night because we got all of these thoughts. Can't make it through life. 
because we have left the gate open. God says, I've come to transform you. He that is in Christ is a old things have and all things. Transfiguration. Transfiguration. It is the caterpillar morphing into a beautiful butterfly. Transfiguration. That's what God wants to do in your life today. He wants to transform you. But hear this. Faith is to believe what you do not yet see. And the reward of this faith is to see what you believe. Yeah, I'll clap for that myself. Thank you, Augustine. It's not the obstacles before you that trip you up. It's the things behind you that have taken your focus from what's in front of you. See, when you transform, you don't look behind. Because you got to keep your eyes focused on the kingdom. Seek ye the kingdom of God first. Because watch, if you look behind and you're trying to move forward, If you're trying to go to the wars, the things that God has for you, but you're so stuck in your past. If you're trying to get the blessings and the promises of God and you're so caught up in your past, the old man, you're looking at the old stuff. God has transformed you. Leave what they got to say to the haters. If they're going to hold you to your past, let that be them. But I'm focused and fixed on my future. I'm focused and fixed on my Lord. I'm focused and fixed on my Savior. I'm focused and fixed on the kingdom of God. I don't care what you got to say. I'm focused on what he has to say. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what heaven has to say about what I see. I'm, I'm not moved with these old natural weak eyes have to see. I'm only moved by what heaven says about what these eyes see. Because what heaven says is different from what I see. Watch. You see me. And you may see me in my wretched state. But heaven sees me differently. You may see me in my fault, in my frailties, my imperfections. But heaven sees me differently. Why? Because I've been tuned in and I've been transformed. Tuned in and transformed. If you would, stand to your feet with me. I don't know who this was for this morning, but you came in one way, but you're about to leave out another You you came in with the wrong perception because you allowed the wrong verbiage to permeate in your ears. But this morning, we're changing the channel to get a clearer channel to tune in to heaven this morning. There are some of you today. You are a plant that is not potted. Today, about to take up root God's about to plant you he's about to plant you 
There are those today that are here. You're members of the body, but you're not connected to a body. You're a hand, a foot, a finger, a toe, an eye, an ear. You're a member, but you're not connected. What good is an ear if it's not connected to a head? Hallelujah. What good is a hand if it's not connected to a body? Oh, I'm the body of Christ. I don't need a church. Yes, you do. You got to be connected to the body. Are you trekking with me this morning? Uh, I, I, I can just stay at home. No, you can't. Your home is not the body of Christ. You got to be connected to the body. So I'm going to pray after which I'm going to have you make a declaration today of faith. After I pray, I'm going to pray that the spirit of God would touch your heart. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I declare every hearer of this word today would be thou transformed in the name of Jesus. I pray today the frequency is dialed in and the channel is clear. Father, we block out now every sound and every voice of the adversary now in the name of Jesus. I declare even online, God, from the enemy as he's trying to speak into their ear, God, overmodulate his voice so they cannot hear, but they can only hear your voice today. Send up disruptors now in the name of Jesus so that they can only hear what heaven has to say unto them today. Father, we break the pride spirit, the spirit of ego, even the spirit of tenure. I've been in church all my life. Yes, you've been in church, but church hadn't gotten into you. Today, God is transforming you. Made a declaration of faith that a young child, but decided to live your life waywardly. God is calling you back home today. He's calling you back home. Backslidden, God is calling you home. Lack of faith and doubt in your heart. God is calling you to a place of stable faith in him. In Jesus' mind. If you're here today in the pardon of your sins. Hadn't confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior today is the day. Maybe you have, but you backslid. Done some wrongs. Had some missteps. God is standing in the gap today. He's calling you back home with his arms wide open. He loves you that much. Maybe you don't have a church home. You're here today. The Spirit of God drew you. You only came really because the Spirit of God drew you. It wasn't a text from a friend. It wasn't a notification off a social media platform. That was the Spirit of God drawing you here. It wasn't just you passing down the road and all of a sudden turning in. No, it was the Spirit of God tugging you into this place. Leading, guiding, navigating, directing you here today. The Spirit of God has you here. I'm going to actually make a decision to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, backslidden, coming today to get it right, or to be connected to the body of Christ. If that's you today, wave your hand in the air now. Do it now. One of those three, thank you, I see you. Any others today? Any others today? Any others today? This is your moment. This is your opportunity. Heaven is kissing earth right now. This is the moment that heaven is open, waiting for you to make a decision. If that's you, anybody else, would you stand with the one? If that's you, lift your hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God, we give you praise. God, we give you glory. Connecting into the body of Christ. That's you today. We thank you. We give you praise. Ask your neighbor, do, be an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist like Timothy. 
Paul told Timothy, ask your neighbor, say, are you connected to the body? Do you have a church home? Amen. Ask him if they said no. Say, he's talking to you. Tell him, say, he's talking to you. Amen. If they said yes, lift the hand for them. Amen. That they don't have that. Amen. Hey, praise the Lord. A- amen. If, <laughs> Lord, I love. Baby, can I say Amen. You're going to get it when you get in the car. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Can we celebrate the one that has come? Come on, clap your hands. Give God some praise. There's a cord that's being passed around now. If you're in need of prayer, our intercessors are here to pray with you. Don't leave. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Stretch forth your hands, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord God right now for my brother. Thank you for strengthening his body. Thank you for life being restored, the vitality of life. Father, we bind the spirit of loneliness off of his life. Father, we thank you for the family of faith that would encamp around him, wrap around him, and love on him, God. Father, now we thank you that even in the midnight, he will not feel the sting of loneliness. That he will know, Father, that there are those who are praying for him, those who care for him, and those who will be willing to make provision for him. Father, as we stand in the gap with him today, we thank you, God, for even the greater of salvation manifesting greater in his life. For you have declared, God, we should walk out our own soul salvation. So, Father, we take the journey with him today, and we thank you now that you have sent him our way. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Praise God. Amen. God loves you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Prayer. Hallelujah. Let them keep coming. Anybody else standing in need of prayer this morning? Hallelujah. Father, now in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for moving your spirit in this place. Rain down your glory in this house now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Anyone else standing in need of prayer? We'll leave the altars open. I'll go ahead and close out service. Amen. If you're standing in need of prayer, we'll tarry with you until God moves on your behalf. Anyone else in need, we're here for you on this morning. Amen. If you are blessed by the word of God on this morning, would you clap your hands? Amen. For those online, simply text hashtag transform. If you have given your life to Christ. In the box below on YouTube on the side, if you're standing in need of prayer, simply give us a call at 225-5030706 or leave us a prayer request at prayer at elevatechurchbr.com. And for those of you online today, if you're looking to join along with us, text the word join at 225-361-2016 in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, now we thank you, God, for what you have said and what you have done in this place. And Father, we promise to give you the glory and the praise for the greater manifestation of this word in the lives of those who are in attendance and of those who have heard this word today. Father, we bless you, we thank you, and we give you glory. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The altar is still open. She's going to close us out in worship and prayer. If it's your first, second, or reoccurring time, I'd love to meet you and greet you in the foyer. Amen. In Jesus' name.
Thank mm-hmm. you.